<clears throat> so Advent has two meanings. The next four weeks has two meanings. The first meaning is probably the one we're more familiar with, where we're kind of aligning our hearts with our ancestors who were waiting for Jesus to come. And so we celebrate the first coming of Christ. Another meaning of Advent, the other meaning of Advent, is the preparation for the second coming of Christ. And so the first coming of Jesus, of course, we celebrate in Christmas. We're all familiar with the story. Many people missed it. It was not very obvious. It was, a, it was a hidden event in many ways. The second coming of Christ, Jesus tells us in this gospel and elsewhere in the scriptures, is going to be very obvious. And Jesus here is telling us to stay sober and alert, to stay vigilant, and to not get immersed in the things of this world. Here's another translation of the text that we just read that I think is even more clarifying. Take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down. Your hearts be weighed down and heavy with dissipation and drunkenness and the cares of this life. And that that day come upon you suddenly like a snare. For it will come upon all who dwell upon the face of the entire earth. But watch at all times, praying that you may have the strength to escape all these things that will take place and to stand before the Son of Man. And so... Kind of implicitly, Advent is a time where we really want to actually kind of consider our own death. Not in a dreary way, not in a way that should make us sad, but in a way that helps us to prepare and know where we're going. And so the very first day of the church's year, so this is when the church's year starts, is today. This is our New Year Day. We focus on the end things. The reason we focus on the end in the beginning is so that we know where we're going. You have to know where you're going. Athletes don't become the greatest athletes by accident. Similarly, saints do not become saints by accident. We have to first know where we're going, and then we prepare a way to get there. Jesus gives these three temptations or distractions that are very typical in the world. 
so that we can avoid, he helps name them so that we can avoid them. These are the things that take us away from reality, that take us away from getting to the goal. These are distractions and temptations. The three that Jesus names are dissipation, and that's the squandering of things that should be used for good in a really poor way. The squandering of money, energy, our own human dignity in different ways, the ways that we give ourselves to others, our time. This word dissipation is also used in the prodigal son story for what the prodigal son does when he runs away and he spends all of his money on a f- the, the, the word is dis- a life of dissipation, fast living, prostitutes, that type of thing. The next thing Jesus warns us is drunkenness. And here this is kind of a, this is more of an umbrella term I think he's using for escapism in general. Which all of us have a tendency towards. And in our wealth, which I talk about fairly frequently as 21st century Americans, there's so many ways to escape. Alcohol, drugs, entertainment, excessive consumerism, excessive immersion in video games, social media, and technology. All ways that can distract us and keep us away from actually entering into reality in a deep way. And these things weigh down our hearts. They kind of numb us to the really important things in life. And when we get in a habit of living in this escapism, we start to fail to actually see what we're made for and live in the reality. And then finally, Jesus gives the last one, the cares and the anxieties of daily life. This, of course, is incredibly common nowadays. As anxiety rates continue to go higher and higher every single year. And the reason that anxiety, and Jesus mentions anxiety a few times throughout the scriptures as a major temptation distracting us from the things of God, from loving God and from loving others, and from following him. Anxiety, in the way that Jesus is talking about it, means that We put too much on ourselves and don't give up enough to God. And so we hold on to and want to control every aspect of our lives on an extreme end. Or we have not surrendered certain aspects of our lives, maybe our family, trusting that God will take care of our family, our job. And then we get caught up sometimes in the small things. And, you know, I, I, I'm so distracted in this anxiety. And it's kind of, it's kind of a crippling micro. I'm, I'm looking at the small, right? I'm looking at something too small, so I'm not seeing it in its proper context. And then maybe you look back on that thing and say, what was I so anxious about last month at this time? 
and you can't even remember. So anxieties themselves have a way of pulling us into in a distracting way. Jesus is asking us to focus on the basics in Advent. To prepare for his coming, whether that's our own death, or whether that is the second coming. And so the basics are this. We as human beings have a destiny, which is heaven. That's what it means to be a saint, is to be someone who is in heaven. Someone who is destined for heaven. We're all called to live in heaven. Heaven is not a given. We don't get to heaven by ourselves. There is a hell. We can go there. Jesus warns us about this. This is serious. I'm not saying it's something we need to overly spend time on talking about, but we need to recognize it as a reality, because if it's not a reality, then Jesus himself is a liar, and he was lying to us. Jesus is not a liar. He asks us to pay attention, stay alert, live the spiritual life. Don't remove yourself from the spiritual war through escapism, by overfixation on the anxieties of life, through a life of dissipation. Stay sober and alert, St. Peter, our first pope says, for your opponent, the devil, is prowling like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him. Solid in your faith. God has already won the war. He's won our salvation for us. Jesus came, he died on the cross for us. We have to, he invites us in this, in this Advent to allow him to be the Savior of our life on a daily basis, to pay attention To recognize the reality of life and to not live in this fantasy world that the world wants us to live in. The prince of this world, that's what Jesus calls Satan, that's his nickname for him. The prince of this world would love for us to not focus on all these things, to not consider the reality of heaven, the reality of hell, the reality of the fact that all of us will die and we will go to one of those two places. Here Jesus says in the Gospel, be vigilant at all times and pray you have the strength to stand before the Son of Man. And so Jesus' Jesus's second coming is going to be amazing if we are friends with God. It's going to be terrible, as he says. He says it's he says both things here, which is interesting. He says the second coming is going to be terrifying. People will die of fright. And he also says it's going to be phenomenal. And it will be stand erect. It will be your salvation. 
you should be really excited about this. The reason he says both of those seemingly contra contradictory things is because it's going to be different for different people depending on where you are in relationship to him. Have we heeded his words? Have we taken him seriously? Whether or not we want to believe some of these truths doesn't matter. They're still true. Jesus invites us into the joy of his own life in this Advent season and the joy of anticipation of his coming. Jesus, we ask you to free our hearts from any heaviness that weighs us down right now and doesn't allow our hearts to be free and live in reality. Help us to be open and not afraid of the sometimes the, the sadness of, of reality of the world, sometimes the, the frightfulness of, of some of the, the things that you describe here. Help us to just have full, unflinching faith in you. We ask you to help us to have full confidence in you as our Savior, to not worry because we trust that all things are in your divine providence. Help us to receive you with joy. Help us to re receive you in the Eucharist as we're about to receive with joy and freedom of heart. We ask you to bless our families. Help us all to live in reality with the recognition of all the, the realities, Lord, that you present to us in the gospel. And prepare our hearts for your coming, your first coming. And put gratitude in our hearts for your first coming, Lord. And also prepare us for your second coming. We ask all these things through Christ our Lord. Amen.